can't just be ourselves is no good. Amen. You're joining us. I just one of our dear families that we just love. Um, um, grandma got sick and was in the hospital, and she's here this morning. So we just got excited about it, and I knew she, the camera was getting started for all of you at home. But for those who are joining us by your device on our virtual campus, we say welcome. This is new life, and we want you to live the new life in Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm Pastor David Kufal. We are located at 1021 South Center Street in Wapaton, North Dakota, and we are glad that you have joined with us today. Um, today I'm going to be preaching about we need. We need. And you're going to say, what do we need? Well, we, especially in the day that we live in, in the days that are coming, in the next year, um, as changes are happening, we are going to need to stay in the Word of God. We need the Word. We need to get the Word in us. We need to live this Word. We need to live by faith. We need to tell people about Jesus. You see why I'm talking about we need? <clears throat> but what I want to talk about, the need that I want to talk about this morning is that we need a biblical, a biblical worldview if we are going to win people to Christ. Can you say amen? amen? Lord Jesus, I just thank you and praise you. As we open your word today that you will speak to our hearts. Here at New Life on our campus, Lord, and there where everybody is tuning in at, Lord. Lord, we have come together. And Lord, we love all the folks who are tuning in. We ask you, Lord, that you would bless them and keep them in your presence, Lord. And Lord, as the Word gets deeper into their lives, that you would speak to them, Lord, and use them in Jesus' name. Lord, if they have any needs, Lord, touch them. Lord, if, they, Lord, if uh, they're sick, Lord, heal them in Jesus' name. Lord, if they're mourning, Lord, comfort their hearts. Lord, just touch them right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for all of them, Lord. We are your church it's not the building lord it's we who are saved and lord i desire to see your people who listen to my voice lord be fed by your word so that they can grow and grow in you lord jesus i thank you lord and lord i desire to see as many people saved as possible lord we're going to continue to preach the message of the cross because it's the only by way of the cross do we get saved, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that I'm going to keep preaching the promises of the Word of God so that people can be filled with your Spirit and do mighty things, great things for you, Lord, they never thought they could do. Lord, you're amazing and we love you. And so, Lord, help us to have a biblical worldview. Help us to stop letting the culture influence our lives. But, Lord, help us to be countercultural, that we can influence all, all those that we come in contact with to come to know you as Lord and Savior so that they don't have to be bound by sin, but they could be set free and live for you. We love you and we praise you and I thank you for your anointing this morning. And I praise you, Lord, for using me to preach this word today. Help me speak only the words you would have me to speak today, Lord. And I thank you for this message that you birthed in my heart. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, my desire is to see you win in 2021. My desire is to see you strong in the Lord. My desire is to see you used by Jesus Christ. My desire is for you to get to know the voice of the Holy Spirit when He's speaking to your heart. My desire is for you to get fall in love even more with the Word of God and get closer and closer to the Lord. Can you say amen? And are you at home, if you want to say amen, if it's good, just click the thumbs up. If it's really good, put the heart one up. Amen. And just, just let, us, let, you, let me know that you're saying amen with us because uh, you can't really talk back to me, can you? And so, um, praise the Lord. Even though we're going to be in Colossians 2, 6 through 10, so everybody who's listening to me, get your Bibles out, turn to Colossians 6 through 10. I do want to read a short passage in Galatians chapter 1, 3 through 5, and it says, Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. The cool thing is, I'm, gonna, um, I'm hoping that we're going to be able to get a, another, uh, a different camera and that we're going to be able to do things through our computer that when you're watching it we're on your device, the Scripture will come up there and you can see it. Um, that takes a little bit more effort. Um, it'll take more than one person in the booth. Um, our director will probably have to be directing it for a while from the booth until um, she would get everybody trained in the new technology and then she could have her lap, her uh, um, tablet on her lap to make sure everything is going smooth from where she is. And uh, that's why we built our booth so big in the first place so that we could have um, more room up there for even if we have to get more computers and whatever we need up there. Amen? Why? Because you on your device are important to us. That's why we say we love you. We want you to get the Word of God wherever you are. I know some of you can't drive to Wapiton every Sunday to come to church. Now, if you live 50 miles away from yes, you can, because when I was pastoring in Maine, I had two families that came one way. Um, it was 50 miles for them to come to church. They were there Sunday morning and Sunday night, and they come back for midweek. So I know it's possible, you know. Um, of course, what they did is they would come to church and then they would hang out with different ones in the church. So they go out and have dinner or go over to somebody's house for dinner, hang out for the afternoon, have a good time, come back for church. We just had a wonderful time. Of course, today, um, not many churches have Sunday night services anymore. So you just have to come one way. And, and I know that would be an effort, but you know what? If you find a good church that's feeding you, it's worth the drive. I read, I read Galatians chapter 1, 3 through 5 for a reason. Our culture has been steeped in postmodern, relativistic, ah, I can say it in my mind, my tongue don't want to say it, thought. What that means is there's no absolutes. Everything is gray. Um, you know, if it, you're not hurting anybody, it's okay. Well, you know what? If you're hurting yourself, if you know you're doing something that you know is not right, it is sin unto you, the Bible says. 
And, and, and it says here in verse 4 in Galatians, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age. Folks, every age since Jesus came has, and before Jesus came has really been a present evil age. I am not picking on this, this age. It's every age. That's why Jesus had to come to save us. And, and so we got to understand we're just, the age we're living in today is more like the age that Paul preached to. Think about it. Think If you would study the Roman Empire and how the, the sin of the Roman Empire, the things they allowed, they even had infanticide in the Roman Empire. One of the reasons why they killed Christians in the amphitheater is because the Christians would go out to the dump instead of letting the babies be eaten by the wild animals. The Christians would raise rescue the babies left there that were unwanted and they would take them home and raise them as their own and that was just evil in their thought oh my word does that not sound like today does that not sound we want to rescue babies and keep them safe and, and and see them be born and grow and serve the lord and and maybe one of them will be the smartest person ever to live and they'll cure cancer and we're called evil for even desiring that and now that's not politics that's just a desire that all christians have and we know that we live in this present evil age but that does not mean that we beat people up with our King James Bible over their head. Of course, I'm using the new King James. If you've been wondering what translation. I believe if you're going to study the Bible, you need a good study Bible. A Bible that's a word-for-word -word translation, so it don't lead you wrong. Well, there's some good Bibles just for reading. But a lot of them are just paraphrases, or they just translate thoughts. Um, that's not getting you into the meat of the Word. That's just getting you to... But if, you know, I want you to read your Bibles. And, and, and I want you to get into them. But if you're just reading to get read through, that's a different story than when you're studying. When you study, you want to... Dr. Jeremiah says it this way. When you study the Word of God, you want the best translation that speaks to your heart, also the best translation that's word for word, what it says in the Greek and the Hebrew, so that you know you're getting the Word of God in your life correctly rightly the bible says rightly dividing the word of truth so we got to do that for study amen we are seeing on a massive scale we are seeing this all on a massive scale this postmodern um there's this no absolute thoughts that's going on on a massive scale it is one of the lessons that 2020 has taught us Nowhere more alarming than in the church itself. Mm. Uh-oh. You see, if I'm going to deal with the world, I better start at the doorstep at the church. Right? Judgment starts with the house of God. Because He wants us living for Him. Because we're the ones who are supposed to be doing it. And once we're living for Him, we can get people saved. Because they'll see that our faith is real. Amen? Many Christians surveyed recently have quietly abandoned core beliefs, such as the exclusivity of trusting Christ for salvation. How can you abandon that? And they've also abandoned looking to the Bible as the final word of truth. 
There are many Christians who believe the Bible only contains a truth. And there's many other truths out there. Um, the Pope has brought prayers from the Muslims into the Catholic Church because he believes it is they have a road to heaven as well. But Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. There is only one way. If you created everything, as Jesus did, he's the creator, the Bible says. The Father spoke it, Jesus created, and the Holy Spirit made sure it all came to life. You see the three working together as one. And you created everything. And then your creation sins against you, rebels against you, and then you love your creation so much, you say, I love them, to humanity, so much. I want to restore my relationship with you, with us, and with humans. And so God the Father says, who will go for us? Who will go and redeem them? And Jesus said, here I am, send me, send me. Now I know that I'm quoting Isaiah um, when he got his call, but it's very sim. I believe it was very similar played out when God the Father spoke because Jesus knew what kind of death he was going to have to die and he volunteered anyway. And the Bible says he counted it all joy to die for us. And if he went through all that agony, all that stress, all that the beating he took and the, and the death that he went through, why would you accept any other way? Right? And why would the Heavenly Father accept any other way after he gave his only begotten Son? It makes no sense. There is no logic behind it. And besides, it goes against our, own, our Lord's own testimony when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That no man comes to the Father except by me. Oh, I can't understand how they've abandoned looking to the Bible as the final word of truth. Now we can understand why some of the churches have become so liberal. Because if the Bible isn't the final word of truth, then we can interpret it any way we want. We can tell God what he should believe instead of God telling us what we should believe. We can redefine sin because we can tell God what is sin instead of God telling us what is sin. Instead of us being created in God's image, we're trying to say to God, you are created in our image. And that just does not fly. So we need to teach people to think like Christians. Amen? <laughs> you, know, you, you, you know, we need to teach them so that they have a Christian biblically worldview. Biblical worldview. It might not be looking pretty right now out there. But there's no need to panic. Not yet. By the way, the Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And another thing the Bible says, we win. So the, because Christ wins and he's coming back for his bride and the thing about his bride is only going to be a remnant that's a sad thing so let's make sure our remnant is big as big as possible you know in comparison to, to Wapiton and Breckeridge comparison to the world would be just a remnant 
right? If that, we looked at just the populations, just the population of China alone compared to Wapiton and Breckenridge, we would just be a remnant. So let's get them all saved and let's, uh, let's get <coughs> Wapiton and Breckenridge saved and that could be a good remnant to take to heaven with us when the rapture happens. Can you say amen? We just need to help good Christians to correct course as soon as possible. So we're going to teach <clears throat> we're going to teach a biblical worldview at our church to help you. You know, if we're doing if we're doing it listen, Timmy's going to like this part. If we're doing it with the kids in Awana, I want to help you. That would be a win for you and me. Amen. What do you mean we're doing it? We're teaching the kids in Awana a biblical world view. Amen? We're getting the word into them. You get the word into somebody, they're going to see things God's way. But if you don't get the word into them, they'll fall for everything. I want to ask three fundamental questions. You can put that one up there now. Number one, what is real? Number two, what is true? And three, what is right? All worldview can be assessed and understood through these three questions. And when you know the answer from a Christian perspective, you can comfortably interact and engage with lost people of all different persuasions. Well, that's cool, huh? And you're thinking, oh my word, he's going to take us through a course on up. No, I'm not. I'll explain that in a little bit. We just need, before I attempt to answer the questions, there are some statements I want to give you to make it easier to understand the questions. And I believe we need to accept these statements if we're going to have a biblical worldview. There's another slide with these. We, good, she's, she's right with me. My, the slides are different from what I normally have. We, I'm explaining that for them here. You at home, you never get to see them. We're hoping that, never mind, don't worry about it. When it happens, you'll see it and you'll go, wow, they seem to know what they're doing. But until we do it, we don't want to make promises and you'll say, you don't see what, anyway, praise the Lord. <coughs> First time singing for a while, so I was loosening up my vocals. Before I attempt to answer the questions, there are some statements I believe we need to accept if we're going to have a biblical worldview. Number one, we need to see we need to see things the way God sees them. Okay? That's almost duh, Captain Obvious, right? But how many Christians do we know they say they see things as God sees them, but they don't. They're interpreting things through their own way of thinking. Number two, we need to approach things the way God would approach them. Now, we started, we had a conversation in Sunday school about that. Now, we, we said that Jesus said we're supposed to love the sinner, right? But hate the sin. So we don't condemn people so strongly that we push them away from Christ. No, we love them. We hate the sin that's got them in bondage. Why do we hate the sin that's got them in the bondage? Because they're going to go to hell unless they get Jesus in their heart, right? And if they get Jesus in their heart, they won't be in bondage to that sin anymore. So we 
Jesus said we love the person. Who did Jesus hang out with, the Bible say? He hung out with the publicans. He hung out with the sinners. He hung out with the prostitutes. Well, my word, most preachers in America would be in trouble if they were hanging out with prostitutes because people would judge, be judging. No, what if the preacher took um, the, 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 the ladies of the church, the ladies ministry team, and they went out and hung out with the prostitutes and loved them so they got saved. They would no longer be prostitutes. What did Jesus do with the woman at the well? He sat down and he taught her. Said, and she said, I met a man who knew everything about me. And what did Jesus' parting words to her? Go and sin no more. What does she do? She ran into town and says, I met a man who knew everything about my life. And he's the Messiah, the one we've been waiting for. And the town didn't just want to believe her. They wanted to hear for themselves. And the whole city emptied out and they came to hear Jesus. And then Jesus said to the disciples when they came back, he says, look, the fields are white unto harvest. And what most people don't know when they read that passage of scriptures is that the Sumerians at that time of year would, because it was so hot, would be wearing white robes. And so when they were walking from the city through the fields, they were all in white. And Jesus says, look, the fields are white on the harvest. And usually that was telling them to harvest the wheat and the barley, you know, but they were coming wearing white. And he was talking about the souls, not the plants. You see, when we show love, and we don't, we don't go ahead and just condemn them because of their sin, we can win them to Christ and see them set free from their sin. My word, she was married so many, multiple times, and now she's just living with a guy. <gasps> but Jesus reached out to her, and she got set free. She came to understand what truth was. And that. She could only worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. She met the Messiah. What does that mean? She met the Christ, the only one who could set her free. Hmm. The third thing we need to do is we need to understand that God's opinion on something should be our opinion on the matter, no matter what. We might have some sympathy towards something, but if God's opinion is it's wrong, then it's wrong. Amen? So let's get in Colossians chapter 2, 6 through 10. And it says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Verse 8, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men. Boy, is that happening today. According to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in Him who is the head of all principalities principality and power the reason that we are talking about this is because of what paul says here in verse 8 he says beware if he didn't want us to beware and 
and, and take notice, he would never said beware. But he says, beware lest anyone cheat you. Do you want to be cheated? How does it make you feel to be cheated? Man, that don't make you feel good, does it? Anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. Boy, do we got a lot of philosophy and empty deceit going on today. And even being preached in the church. According to the tradition of man, I want God. I want the Word. According to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. Today's culture with their worldview is trying to cheat you, my friends. So let's talk about those questions I posed earlier. What is real? Can you believe the culture? Let me ask you a question. Can you believe the culture to know what is real? When the culture is confused with which bathroom to use? When the culture says that 2 plus 2 equals 5? When they present theory as fact, a theory is not a fact, it's just a theory. Right? But they present theory as a fact. Hmm. We're wasting a lot of money on theories lately. When today's culture calls good evil and evil good. Well, of course, the Bible tells us that in the last days before Jesus returns, that's what's going to happen. There are absolutes in the Bible we accept by faith. No one, the angels and Jesus and, the, well, the Godhead, were the only ones to see how God created everything, aren't they? Was anybody there to actually see how God did it? Well, He just spoke it into being. Why do we know that? Because we accept that by faith. You know, it takes more faith to believe in a theory of evolution than it does to believe that God created all things. It really does. When you just think that uh, evolution teaches us that everything happened by accident. So that we're, what that teaches us is we're all mistakes. But God, the Bible teaches that God created everything with purpose. And so, when, so the Bible teaches that everybody here is special. Because we're made in the image of God. Every man, woman, boy, and girl. Our feet, and then our faith reveals that they are real. You see, some of these things that we accept by faith don't become real until you accept Jesus into your heart. Why? Because it's then when the Word of God completely opens up to us and we can see. Why? Because all of a sudden that hole that's in our heart has been filled by Jesus. And the Holy Spirit comes and He reveals everything about God to us. And all of a sudden, all everything made. Man, God had to make it all. Right? And so we believe that. Oh, I believe. By faith, I believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. I believe that the Holy Spirit came on her. I believe that she was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Man, I can see how that's possible. Why? Because my faith has made these things real in my life. And I know it's real. I know we sing that song at Easter time. I know that he's, he's, he's alive. Why? I know He's risen. Why? Because He lives within my heart. 
is there's some things you can, don't become real until you get to know the one who made it all. It, some things don't become real until you come to know the one who died on the cross for you and I. Them things don't become real until we meet the one who rose on the third day in victory. Of course, we've already talked about it in John 14, 6, where Jesus is the only way of salvation. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Why do I keep repeating that over and over and over? Because I've read people's posts on Facebook and they don't understand it. We need to help them. Because there's only one way to heaven and that is through the cross. Second question, what is true? Let's look at the Word of God for these, these other two. What is true? Psalm 119, 160 says, the entirety of your Word is truth. That's Genesis through Revelations, folks. The entirety of your Word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. They don't pass away. They're always, they're finite. They're, they're here. They're, you can, if God says it, you can bank on it. Revelation 21.5 says, Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, write, for these words are true and faithful. Do we as Christians believe this? If we say yes, then forget about what the cultural worldview is and get into... Get yourself into the Bible and get a strong biblical worldview and start living by what the Word of God says. Number three, what is right? Again, we're going to go back. We're going to go turn back into the Bible. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. Well, we better have the right way in us then. Amen? Because I'll tell you what, uh, everybody's destined to die once and then the judgment. There's no reincarnation. There's no, the only second chance we get is getting born again. Right? Come on. Jesus says you must be born again. How do you do that? By accepting Jesus into your heart. And you get a fresh start. You get a second chance. There's no reincarnation. Just getting born again. Regeneration, we call it. Hallelujah. If you haven't accepted Jesus into your life, oh my word, you'll feel so good when you're born again. We used to sing a song or have it done as specials, um, Born Again. And it talks about how great it feels. If I could remember the words, I'd sing a little bit for you, but I don't remember the words right now. After church I will, because I didn't think of it until now. But I'm going to stick to what God put on my heart. There seems to be a way, there seems, there's, there is a way that seems right to man, but it, its end is the way of death. Boy, doesn't that sound like the cult, today's culture? Having a basic grasp 
of worldview thinking is essential for every pastor and disciple in 2021 and moving forward. The world has shifted and we need to be equipped to it. Equipped. As Peter said in 1 Peter 3.15, But sanctify the Lord God in your heart and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Again, not beating them over the head, but in love. And if all you can tell them is what Jesus has done for you, oh, that's going to make a huge difference. Because if you can tell them what Jesus has done for you, then they can see that Jesus can do it for them. That's what a witness is. It really is. That's what the Christians were armed with. This is what Jesus said. I was the worst sinner, and he loved me so much, and he died for me anyway. And all he came and he found me, and I asked him into my heart, and boy, he forgave me of all of that junk, and now I'm living for him, and boy, do I feel good. I felt horrible before I came to Christ, but I feel good because I'm living for Christ. Oh, do I still have troubles? Uh-huh. But I have one that's by my side who will help, helps me through them all. My word, we've had people go through COVID in our church. If it wasn't for Jesus, I don't know where would we be. We've lost somebody to COVID in our church, but if it wasn't for Jesus, I don't know where would we be. We, we, we've had... We just recently we had somebody we love in ICU. If it wasn't for and we can't go visit them when they're in ICU. But if it wasn't for Jesus, where would we be? Knowing, having that hope that when we pray, God will heal our loved ones. And if he doesn't heal them in this life and he takes them home to heaven, praise God, they're healed of everything. Because we have that hope one day we're going to see them again. Now, Paul agreed with Peter's assessment when he said in Colossians 4, 6, Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt. What's salt? The gospel. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That you may know how you ought to answer each one. Now, sometimes we think we have to have the gospel all memorized. What is the gospel? The good news. What is what what did Paul, Peter, Jesus and John the Baptist both preach, in the, especially in the beginning of Jesus' ministry? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's all you, if that's all you know, and that you must be born again. And John 3.16, man, you got a good <clears throat> jumping off point to get somebody saved. Come on. We all can understand that, can't we? I know... This message this morning has been a lot to take in. Don't worry about how much you got or didn't get this morning. We will be learning about what our biblical worldview should be all year long. And I'm not going to be saying, okay, we're going to now speak about our biblical worldview. Mm. I won't say it that way. I'm just going to teach it. I'm going to integrate it. Amen? Because we should integrate it in our preaching and our teaching. It's just we, we don't go to the kids in Awana, we're not going to teach you a biblical worldview. No, we're going to say, You're, you kids right now are in sparks. What does sparks mean? What is S? What is P? What is A? What is R? What is K? What is S? It's all based on the word, and the kids can tell you exactly what those things are. 
and they finally, with COVID, having and not having, having, not having, um, we finally got through what sparks mean. And, and that's important. You know, and now they're back to, and, and they have scripture to memorize with that, but now they're back to just, and, and it's just wonderful. And the kids were coming all excited to me, and they said, we're going to get our wings. We're going to get our first jewel for our wings. That means um, grandmas or grandpas or whoever, we need to get some sashes made so we can get their wings on their sashes. And uh, so uh, they shouldn't be too hard because they should be getting them, what, this, if they, in three weeks. So we got three weeks to get them ready. And uh, so praise the Lord. And, and uh, hallelujah. I know this is a lot to take in though. And I will get, it will get covered in Sunday school. It will be taught in sermons during our worship service. It will be taught in Awana and in our Bible studies. We just won't be looking at you saying, okay, it's time to look at the worldview of things. No, it's just becoming, it's just being disciples of God's Word. And the more we trust in the Word, the more we will be faithful to it. The more we trust in, in God's Word, the more strong we will be in God. The more we trust in it, we'll see blessings just roll in our lives amen why is this so important it is what jesus said to us in john 8 32 and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free amen. let us pray lord jesus we love you and Lord, I thank you that at least once a year we can deal just with this topic. The Lord, we would be reminded that our thoughts should be your thoughts. Our ways should be your ways. Oh, you are our God and we love you. For Father, you sent your only Son so that we could be saved. And he willingly went to the cross and laid down his life. And then Father. He rose again on the third day. And now he's in heaven with you. Making intercession for us. And all we have to do. Is to believe in what Jesus. Has done for us. And not only that Lord. Jesus is just not some guy you sent. No he's your only begotten son. And, and Father. He's not just your only begotten son. He's the second person of the. Trinity of the Godhead. So, it was, so in truth, it was God who came down and put on flesh and dwelt among us. That's what Emmanuel means. And you willingly went to the cross for us so we could be saved. Oh, Father, how wonderful this is. And we thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. So, Lord, we want to have your thoughts. We want to have your way of thinking. We want to approach things the way you would approach them. And Lord, we want to live according to your word. So help us, Lord, to reach out beyond ourselves, Lord, and to reach out to people who need you, Lord Jesus. Let us help us to love others so that they could come to know you as Lord and Savior. We praise you for this in Jesus' name. And you at home, if you haven't asked Jesus into your heart, what are you waiting for? 
I, I, I'm, not, I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying, what are you waiting for? He died for you so that you could have an abundant life and have a life eternally. That this life that you're living right now is not all that there is, but that you can have an eternal life with Him. And that you can find the joy of the Lord. And see that the joy of the Lord is your strength. So if you'd like to ask Jesus in your heart, just pray. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come on, say it. Ask Him to for, say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. And, and Lord, I believe what you, did for on the, that you, what you did for me on the cross is real. And you died for me so I could be saved. And Lord Jesus, I believe you rose again. And one day, you're going to take me home to heaven to be with you forever. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with, with all of us here this morning, welcome to God's family, and now you're born again. And let me tell you something. Do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. <clears throat> tell at least three people that you asked Jesus into your heart. Just tell them. Say, guess what I did? Don't worry about what they're going to say. Just tell them what you did. You might be ending up leading somebody else to the Lord, but that's not the point. Just tell somebody what you did. Satan don't like that. <laughs> you know, he's the one that was keeping you in bondage all, all this time. So just tell three people and then do something else. I want to give you a happy born-again present. Okay? Just because it's your birthday. It's your born-again birthday today. And I want to give you a present for free. Just go ahead in the comments, say, I got saved today, and Corey Figura will contact you so that we can send you free of charge a birthday present. Now, how, how, how you, wouldn't you want a birthday present? Everybody wants a birthday present. And then, and then um, or you can just go and click on our website, send us a quick email say I got saved today and I'm so happy and again so that we can we want to go ahead and contact you so that we can send you a birthday present we're not putting you on a mailing list to ask for money we're going ahead I know some of you you've dealt with that in the past with I promise you I will not be calling you and saying I'm calling you about your car <laughs> insurance your car your coverage on your car because your warranty is about to expire i promise you i will not be calling you about that no i just want to send you a your born again birthday present okay well we love you and we're so glad that you joined us today god bless we'll see you on thursday night if you want to join us um, in person we're at 1021 south center street in wapiton north dakota um we're just across the border from South Dakota, and we're right across the border from Minnesota, so that gives you no excuses for not coming out for that from South Dakota and Minnesota. But we would love to have you. COVID is almost is under con more control. It's time to see church as essential. It's time to gather together. Come on and be with us. We want to love on you in person. But we'll still keep our social distancing going because we want to keep every because we love you. We want to keep everybody safe and healthy. My wife and I pray every day that the Lord would keep us all safe and keep us all healthy. Amen. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us.